I'm done. I'm done. Well, that's totally good. To the Dream Loud podcast. All right, we're rolling. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Dream Loud podcast. As always, I'm your host, Benjamin Hall, here with my co-host, Dan Shifo. Yo! <laughs> Who has this mouthful of buffalo chicken dip? Sorry, guys. Uh, we <laughs> kind of threw it to you. I thought I was going to... I should have talked longer. I thought I was going to time it right. Yeah. Uh, so my apologies to You know to what this reminds listening. me of, and I want to bring this up. Maybe somebody can... Maybe if Frank's listening, he can, uh, <laughs> he can chime in on this. I always wonder how, like, we had communion last Sunday at church. Sure, yeah, yeah. I always wonder how whoever is leading the communion and okay. praying, yeah. how do they chew those wafers that fast? That's Especially true. the super super dry ones. Like, yeah, I yeah. was still chewing on the wafer when he was saying, like, drink the juice. And they just roll right into it. They roll right into it. Right, I'm like, right. how do you get that down that fast? Yeah, is there, like, true. a technique? Do they have to learn that in, like, seminary school? Well, if they do have it, I don't have that technique because I just blew it right here. <laughs> uh, but, but what I will say is uh, we are coming to you live from Headkeeper Inn again. Again. Uh, I mean, had, you're not hearing it live, but we're live here. We're, we're live. <laughs> So you're you're recorded. We're recorded. Uh, but we are live, and um, we enjoyed it so much with Marty Lund, the two-part episode. Thank you again, Marty. Yeah, it's it. Um, that uh, we're in the same spot. We're um, you know, in the same spot. We are. You know what we need to do? We need to, like, get more buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> well, yes, I'm we not do going need to. that. We need, like, a again. backdrop to, like, just... Yeah. Post up here. That way we could be live at the Headkeeper. I've done the live remotes before in the radio. Yeah. yeah, live at the Headkeeper Inn. Sure, this is great. And and you know, thank you to the people. It's it's in Greensburg, uh, Greensburg, PA. For anyone who who might not know, it's just a good place. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, thanks to Marty, thanks to people here at Headkeeper for for putting up with us too. The Buffalo Chicken Dip's oh, outstanding. Yeah. I love the atmosphere. <laughs> it's a great time here. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, I I I'm really excited today. Um, we have. Um, another great friend of ours, uh, another member of our church, a uh, member of our worship, our worship team. Um, but it's more than that. I mean, he's, he's a great friend. He also friend. has connections with two other people we've had on podcast episodes. Or yeah, two other he's, groups. He has so, a, a lot of different connections. Oh, with yeah, he does. Uh, uh, but yeah. Then, yeah. So um, let's introduce him first, I guess. <laughs> we should do that instead yeah. of just talking about him, 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 him. <laughs> Anyways. I was welcome. trying to be suspenseful. A little suspenseful. Do we want to build the suspense even more or reveal? We can reveal. Okay, we'll reveal right now. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, and thanks for joining us, Sean Utsi. Thank you very much. And by the way, I do exist. He does exist. <laughs> He's here. You're He's real. A, You're alive. We've, we've made uh, reference uh, multiple times. We have. Uh, maybe the first one was my sister's episode. With your sister. Uh, oh, you're right. The, and through the crack show, too. Yes, mm-hmm. you were the That's one right. that, well, Who they were inter- looking. The crack show was yes. looking for a violinist, and you said, I know a violinist. Actually, they weren't even t- technically looking. They Okay. Because I was making them jewelry because I make steampunk jewelry. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know this about yeah, you. Yeah, and they have a steampunk <clears throat> band, so I was going to make them all jewelry and gift it to them. So, you know, I went and said, hey, what what do you guys prefer jewelry-wise? And yeah, yeah. What does Logan prefer, who is their violinist? Yeah. And like, well, mm. vi- Lo- ah. Logan is no longer with us. I said, well, do you have anybody in mind? The They're light like, bulb went we- off. Like, no, no. So I put a fa- post out on Facebook and said, anybody know any awesome violinists? Oh, my. And your cousin, you know. Gary? Kelsa, actually. So. Gary, oh, okay. Yeah, cousin Kel- Kelsa. Yes. Gotcha. You know, messing me back, said, yeah, our, my, my cousin Lydia, she's an yeah. amazing violinist. And I said, okay, give me your info and got, the, got everybody rolling and, you know, wow. told her not to even mention my name. Yeah, because, yeah. Because, 
you know, I didn't want, you know, my friendship with the Orions to influence anything at all. Yeah. Right. So, you know, they're coming up for the Pittsburgh Renaissance Festival and, and I'm talking to Daniel and he's like, Oh, I can't wait for you to hear our new violinist. She's amazing. I'm like, did you, are you bringing her with her with you? Or did you find her here? Oh, we found her here. Her name or there, her name's Lydia. I'm like, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) I did that for you. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, well, for anyone who, who doesn't know, uh, two episodes with Lydia, your sister. Yes. Uh, I believe it was upper 40s, 48, maybe 47. That'd I be my guess. I can look it up to um, be specific. And I believe, but, uh, da- and Daniel and Tanya, they were awesome. Whenever they were in for the Ren Fest, I believe that was 49. 49 or 50. I think it was 49. I think it was 49 because um, Gina was 50. That's right. Uh, but two incredible episodes, uh, thanks to Sean, with uh, Sean had the, you know, with the violinist and, yeah, thanks, and uh, with the crack show, too. Um, those those were both a ton, a ton of fun, and, and we've mentioned Sean before. Um, but that's not why we have Sean on. Sean has um, an awesome story. I love his story. Um, his story is a story of hope, um, and there are so many people who are going through situations um, that seem bigger than themselves, and I and um, you know I and, and I don't want you know, but but just large situations um and sean uh went through a situation it's and and he and he tackled it head on um he called it an adventure um and and it was awesome um it was definitely scary and it's definitely one of those things that make you kind of stop in your tracks um but sean crushed it and i can't wait to to i mean i we know his story but i can't wait to to hear his story um and hear it play out and i and i I really hope that it helps anyone who needs it. I guess, um, and, and I'll and, and I'll let Sean chime in too. But um, he had a brain tumor uh, in surgery, um, and we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna go into it. But um, he had a brain tumor in surgery. Just um, really scary situations. And but we just want you to know that if you're going through a situation like that, um, brain tumor surgery, anything like that, um, that there is hope. And uh, Sean's gonna tell you here in this episode. But uh, but yeah, I guess j- if you can just kind of. Maybe get into your touch it on a little bit maybe i don't know that was a yeah. it's a terrible pitch but i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well i think the the best way to to, to start the story is at yeah. the beginning of it we um, were at uh, worship practice it was a wednesday well i don't know if that was but that that, was, that's when we fought but that's yeah. when things we something was amiss yeah i think there was was it on that wednesday it, or something before that it was actually the friday well right. no I th- actually, I think you're right. I think Wednesday is when I first had... You had like a like, kind of a blackout kind of? Yeah, it was like blackout. My wife thought I had a seizure yeah. or, or a stroke. Right, right. So it was That's like, right. We did think it was a stroke. Yeah, we thought it was a stroke. Yeah. So she called, hey, pray, well, pray for Sean. When was that, by the way? That would have been July. May 23rd. Uh, you're right. It wasn't July because <laughs> okay. your surgery was in June. Right. You're right. Yeah, it would have been May twenty third. Would would have been that Wednesday. It was the Wednesday because we had worship practice. So and yeah, we thought you might have had a stroke. Yeah, she dragged right. me to the doctor against against my you know lesser judgment. <laughs> you might have had a stroke. I don't want to. Just put some dirt. Like, I'm put fine. A, I'm fine. I'll, I'll walk it off. Yeah. yeah. The doctor agreed it might have been a mini stroke. Sure, so sure. He sent me to get a CT scan. Um, the next day, they they went from. CT scan to they saw a mass in my a mass they didn't know what it was and I guess I to understand like you went to we were we practiced that day yeah like you went from 
you know, like I think I might have had a stroke to like we did worship practice. Like there was, no, you know, what I'm, and I, and I thought that was awesome, you know. But I I just thought it was really, you know, like normally it's like, oh man, I had a rough day, I might have had a stroke. Like no, let's practice. So but right. go on. But they found the mass. Yeah, they found yeah. the mass. So I went the next day to the hospital, had a CT scan. I guess that's where we already were. Sure. From there, my, they called my doctor. My doctor said, don't even drive home. Get your wife to pick you up at yeah. the hospital. Take you straight to a different hospital that had an, M- an MRI machine. I'm like, okay, I live like 100 yards from the hospital. Right. I'm going to drive home. So I drove home. My wife came, picked me up, took me to the other hospital, got an MRI uh, where you know, they realized, okay, this is a were tumor. Were you in Pittsburgh at that point? Did they, did you get, cause you were at probably Frick, yeah, I assume. Well, I went, went from Frick, went to Greensburg. Yeah. Greensburg wasn't able to get me into the MRI. So they yeah. shipped me to, 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 Pittsburgh. Uh, to Pittsburgh. No, yeah. they didn't send me to Presby. No? They sent That's me to Shadyside. Okay. So they mm. sent me to Shadyside where I spent the night. They MRI'd me the next day. It's, it's a tumor. They don't believe it. Yeah. You know, they didn't think it was cancer, sure, which sure. was good, which yeah. was the good news of it. Right. Right. You know, so they got me in touch with the surgeon who, I don't know, Dr. Paul Garner is one of the best oh, yeah. surgeons on the, the planet. Absolutely. I don't believe uh, that. We have a really good healthcare system do. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We really do. And, but I'll, I'll, I'll sure. categorize him this way. Every time I've gone back since the surgery, I've seen him twice out of the five times I've been there. Okay. The other three times because he's been out of the country teaching how to do the surgery yeah, that he yeah. did on me. To, I love to, it. To, and it what, first time he was in, in Ireland, <clears throat> the second time he was in Israel, and I'm not sure he was where he was oh, the last wow. time. What's it like for you to, you know, all of this happens? And, and I know I had a, a similar story with, with my surgery, but like, I guess how comforting is it? it? Even though it's a very, very unsettling situation, how comfort is it? Is it to know that like this guy's one of the best in the world who's doing it? Oh, it. And we it, can get into yeah, it a there, little deeper, there, but at the same time, like this guy's have, one of the best in the world. When you have that guy, yeah, it's like this guy has done this surgery more than you can even imagine. This is old hat. This for is him. this is not new to him. Right. This is. He is the guy who developed the surgery. Sure, sure. Or one of the one of the guys who innovated it. People are flying in to to see him. He's flying out to. Right. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. In one of the you know pre-op appointments, I waited in his waiting room for more than five hours to see him. Yeah, yeah. And I had an appointment five hours before I saw him. Here's uh, wow. and I, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit. Sure. Um, when you found out. You had a, maybe not even the mini stroke, but what, you know, what, I guess, what are the emotions? And, and I know there are people who are listening who have dealt with it, but I guess, um, what are the emotions whenever, you know, what's going through your mind? I'm sure it's racing. Um, when you find out a, two things, a, when you find out a mass and two, when you find out it's not cancerous, which is a little bit of a sigh of relief too, at the same time, I guess, what yeah. are those emotions like and, and how can people deal with them? If, if that may, you know, like if, if, I, if that's happening to me, like, how do I deal with it? Well, first off, I'm weird. Yeah. I, I, you guys know that, but everybody <laughs> out there too. needs to know that I'm, I'm weird. Um, and, and God is good. Sure. Those are two things you need to know because, you know, he's weird too, but right, let's right. just stick with God is good. Um, <laughs> my this favorite, is some new theology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird and God is good. <laughs> my, my favorite author had just released a new book. Oh, yeah. A I remember week that. before. Yeah. Um, which is Ted Decker. The book was The 49th Mystic. And Ted Decker is like a modern-day parabolist. He t- teaches I've really... I've read a couple of his... I've read three of his books, actually. Yeah, Four. really deep spiritual truth in a story, in a, in a fiction format. Were you reading it while it... Like, like 
directly in, you know, like, were you reading it before this, any of this happened? I, f- I finished it that Wednesday. Oh, which is so, when we practiced. So when, yeah, when we practiced, when I, finished it, right. I finished wow. it on the way home from the practice. Jeez. You know, because I was listening to it on audiobook. Sure, so it wasn't yeah, like I was reading, reading a book and driving. <laughs> I was listening to it on audiobook. I finished then it on the way home. Drive straight home and don't read while you're driving. <laughs> right. Don't read and drive. It's probably worse than drinking and driving. Probably worse. Yeah, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> I think there were ad campaigns back in like the prairie days. You know, don't, don't, read, don't, and read, don't read and drive. Don't read yeah. and drive. Yeah. That's probably a p- possibility. Anyways, might. sorry. Yeah, don't let the Clydesdale lead the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, you finished you finish the anyway, book. That, so I finished the book. That day, yeah. And one of the things that is driven home, and I mean driven home in this book, is is found in First John four eighteen. Okay. Which is there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear, because fear has to do with punishment. And a couple of verses earlier, you know, it says, you know, is where it says God is love. Sure. So whenever all this was happening to me. The only thing, the only thing I could think about, because this was hammered into me for like the week yeah. before, as I was, I was listening to this book, was there's no fear in love. God is love. Yeah. I am God's. How can I fear? Sure. I mean, how sure, can you fear anything? How that's, can I fear uh, anything? Yeah. So my initial response was, ah. yeah, oh yeah. But immediately <laughs> it moved in, and it was like, okay, I cannot be afraid of this. Sure. Because I belong to the being who is love. And there is no fear in love. Sure. So if there is no fear in love and I am his, how can I, how can I even possibly be afraid? Sure. So after my initial, I, I, I say with everything, it's like, give me five minutes and I'll be okay. Yeah. That, I think that'd be anyone right. once you find out you have a mass and yeah. And what was that, that emotion, like the switch, like you had it, you had that like first initial moment and then it was like, wait a minute. Like then you pump the brakes and we're like, well, okay. that, that's exactly yeah. what it's like. It's like, okay, okay. What do I know? Yeah. Like not how, not cause I'm a very logical person. Sure. So, you know, I'm one of those, and this is probably where me and my wife disagree. She, she believes in emotion and emotion leading kind of sure, leading sure. the way then thinking about things. I'm like, okay, how does emotion support what I know? I'm kind of that way too. Yeah. You know, so I feel you. as I'm going through this emotional challenge, it's like, okay, what do I know? Yeah. What do I know about this? A, there's no fear in love. Sure. Perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah. Okay, I can't be afraid. Number two, who is going to be doing the surgery? Oh, he's the best in the flipping world. When did you find that out? You know, like I guess that because you know, yeah. But go on. I'm sorry. I found I found sure. that out Shady Side because if it had been cancer, yeah, they would have moved straight in. The yeah, guy, yeah. the guy that saw me at Shady Side would have done the surgery because he's one of the best in the world at cancer surgery. Yeah, yeah. Brain can like if you have a t- tumor that's cancerous, <coughs> he's one of the best in the yeah. world. Yeah. And he would have done it right then and there. So two things. You, uh, no, there's no fear in love, and you find out you had the best doctor in the world. Right. So it's Two like, for two. I'm two for... Yeah, I'm two for two. Yeah. It's like, okay, not only, you know, is there no fear in love, and I can't be afraid. It's like, why would I be afraid I have the best guy in the world doing it? Sure. Okay, so anything that was left was like, okay, I have complete confidence in this guy. Oh, I went and read his reviews on... Sure. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, how many people go out and read the reviews of their doctor and I are terrified? Yeah. I went out and read my reviews and I'm like, okay, people are coming from all around the world to see this guy. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, people are flying in from other countries to see this guy. Sure. And he's like 10, he's 45 minutes yeah, away he's from 45 me. minutes away. So it's like, okay. Then it's like, okay, you're going to have to wait a month because it was June 25th right. that I had the surgery. So I found out May 25th. Yeah. What it was. 
you know, spent the night in the hospital, which was a did great they, way. Did they give you any estimate as to how long you this had been developing? Or they you had, had no, they, with or the t- kind of tumor that it was, which was an meningioma, was, is the type of tumor it was. Yeah. It's slow growing and it could have been there for years and it probably was there for for years. And you had no symptoms that you know of. No symptoms it. that I know of. Um, and I look back on things and go, that could have been it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's no way it was like to say, yeah, that was it for sure. Right. Yeah. My eyesight was 2020. You know, I, you know, every once in a while I would get a little bit dizzy. I look back and go, maybe that was it. Maybe right. that was it. But you don't know. Until, but I yeah. don't know. And right. I'm not going to presume anything. Right. Right. I don't know. But like I said, I, you know, my, I look at emotion as confirming what I know and sure. I don't know that. So, so that's, so that's irrelevant <laughs> at that irrelevant. point. I have yeah. another question of interest to me who is somebody who's not gone through major surgery, but what, what emotionally does it feel like? What's more terrifying, like not knowing and knowing there is a worse issue than you thought at first or finding out that it's a tumor. You know what I mean? Uh, not knowing was far worse. You mean you mean whenever you th- you maybe well, had a stroke I, at yeah, that point? Okay, I found yeah, out yeah. there was an issue. I didn't know what the issue was. Yeah. Okay, found out it was a tumor. Okay, found out it, you know. Okay, that that's, you're getting information. I'm getting information, yeah. so it actually brings it down a little bit. Okay, it's not cancerous. That brings it down a heck of a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then <clears> finding out, okay, I'm going to have to have surgery. What are they going to? You know, finding out what they had to do to can, me. Can you can you kind of explain what they had to do to you? What oh the, gosh. it's. It's and I and I like looking at it's awesome. Like I think, well, no, 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 not that. But like look, be, st- sitting here now, um, six months well, later, I, I told my sister. I saw my sister Lydia earlier today, and I said, you know, we're having Sean on. Yeah. And the first, I think the first thing she said was, "Oh my gosh, he looks so awful at the Ren Fair because you had just been re- healing from your surgery and right. you still had a lot of swelling. But now to look at you, like you, you can barely great. tell." Hey, I had my first haircut since I shaved my head <laughs> off before the surgery. That's yeah. right. And, or my and, hair, not my head. I, I, my head was still on. I just shaved the hair off. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and going and and yeah. I mean, I just want to highlight what Sean had to go through. It, it's it's awesome now. Like I, I can't think of anything. But it's great now. You know, like just to see the progress. I'm sorry. I'll let you go. <laughs> it's okay. Um, well, the first thing they had to do is they. Um, but basically a 14-inch incision from ear to ear. So from the bottom of my one ear lobe to the top of the other ear, um, over the top of my head was an incision. You know, they went, they actually pulled my face down and folded it down. So oh my gosh, this is the movie Face Off. It really life. is kind of like Face Off. <laughs> it's incredible. I've imagined I this doctor. I actually saw that one. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow, a movie you've it's seen. A, yeah, it's a, it was it's a, a long time movie. ago. I imagine this doctor was watching Face Off and he's like, that would be, be a great surgery. He's like, in, he's in the <laughs> operating room and it's like going on in the TV. He's, oh he's like pausing, going back and forth. No, I'm sorry. Where's Nick, John Travolta? With yeah, Nicholas Cage and John but, Travolta before he right. went nuts. But, but anyway, they literally, yeah. pulled, they literally yeah. pulled the top of my face down and folded it right. over. Ugh. And they went in behind my eyeball Ugh. to get access to this tumor. Crazy. And and what it was, and it's the meningioma itself is is not a bad tumor. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to have a tumor, that's, that's the one you want. Have. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, not, I, I it's not su- going to spread to other cells. I wouldn't cells. suggest it. Sure. Sure. Don't, I want. I you know. But if you had to have one, this is the one. Right. But it was a terrible location, um, because the tumor itself was wrapped around my right optic nerve and my Ooh. carotid artery. Yeah. Oh so, gosh. Yeah. 
So also, I have the best surgeon in the world. Sure. He says that he can do it. He says what he's going to do is he's going to go in and he's going to remove most of it. Because yeah. if he takes it all out, and he could do it. He's yeah. like, I can do it, but the risk is too high. <laughs> yeah. But So he went in and how took much, most how, of like it out. In percentages, how much did he take out? How much, you know? About 85 to 90% okay. he, he yeah. removed. Yeah. So he removed the bulk of it. Yeah. But he left a, almost like a little sheath around the optic sure. nerve and around the carotid artery. Because had he gone and taken it off, there was a really good chance that I would be blind or I'd be dead. Sure. Yeah. So well, I just think of, I mean, I, I know nothing about this, but like, is, is that tumor attached to the optic nerve or your carotid artery like tightly or is it loose? Like you don't know until you actually do the surgery. Yeah, he didn't know, but that was his plan from the beginning. Yeah. Was, you know, cause you know, with MRIs, he could see exactly where, you know, where it was, how, how it was, you know, around everything and it was around it. So yeah. it was touching the optic nerve. It was touching the carotid artery. If he would have went in there and nicked my carotid sure. artery, would I be here? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. Maybe not. That's a, what what eye optic it was, nerve. It was my right eye optic right nerve, eye. which is you know you can if you look at me now you'll see this this swelling you know. It looks great. It, I mean I, oh, I remember but when you I, couldn't I, open your eye when you first had yes. surgery. Oh yeah, yeah. I couldn't open and my eye for a good six weeks. And yeah. Yeah. I, I figured you know if I still looked that way for Halloween I I, I could have been <laughs> Frankenstein and and not you, have you to. You could have been what's his name <laughs> from the Goonies. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I was definitely looking at sloths in the Goonies. And the other one was 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 Anakin Skywalker and Return of the Jedi. Sloth. Sloth. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I want to oh, call like him. Like I said, I, I was eyeing Dad's up sloth. Dad's losing it. Oh my gosh. But the other one would have would have been uh, you know you know Anakin Skywalker when he took the mask off and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You know. These are all great costumes. Right. It's like I had it in the bag. You know. All, you know. I had had over <laughs> like over sixty staples in my head. Dang. You know. It, it was like. You know, I, I felt like I was, you know, there, there's no there, there's no metal detector in the world I can go through at this point. Yeah, yeah. And then they're going to give me an MRI with with 60 plus staples in my head. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, cause I How asked, did that supposed to have metal okay, in your I body? I asked a question. Yeah, like, okay. I would ask that I'm question. Like, okay, that's a pretty legitimate okay. question. Right. Whenever I get into this MRI, is every st- it was the day yeah. I got it was the day I got my staples removed. So it's like, and they're going to do the MRI before they remove the staples. Yeah. <laughs> okay, doctor. When I get this MRI, am I going to have 60 staples being pulled out of my head instantly? No, no, no. These are surgical staples. They're 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 not. They're That's not how magnetic. we remove them, Sean. They're not oh, magnetic. Sorry. You're no. going to be fine. I'm like, man, because as much yeah, as I, I want saw X Men Two and what Magneto did in this, in that <laughs> as much as I want these titanium staples out of my head, I'm really glad it's not going to be the MRI machine removing them. Right, right. I, I think that would have been terrible. I have a, I have a question. I kind of I kind of want to backtrack a little bit. You talked about when you initially um, found out about the tumor. You initially found out about the surgeon, and, and maybe this, there's a little bit of crossover. Um, but what was you know? And, and you're slowly getting information. You're slowly getting information that I have a meningioma tumor. I have uh, I have this doctor. Um, what was it like whenever? Because I know how we felt whenever just when you found out the surgery that you had to get. Um, I mean, we, you know, obviously prayers are an understatement, you know, at that, at, for, for us, you know, cause all True. we want to do is we just want to go in and remove it, you know, just like, you know, we just want to go in and pull it out and, you know, without anything. Um, so, so what was it, you know, you're slowly getting information and then you get that information that, um, you have to get an ear to ear incision and your face pulled down. I guess, how did you kind of go through, how did you go through those emotions? 
I, I, my, my general philosophy on life is yeah. everything challenging, faced with humor. Yeah. I have way too much sarcasm in me for it not to come out at any yeah. given time, especially whenever I'm confronted with something hard. So I found out I was going to have a 14-inch incision. Sure. So my first thing is, okay, I got to quote Keanu Reeves in The Replacements. You know, pain heals, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. It's true, yeah. I'm going to have right. a 14-inch scar on my that's head for the rest of my life. What did Jen think? <laughs> she laughed at that oh. because... <laughs> well, no, what did she think about the scar? Uh, she, it doesn't bother her at all. You, know? you said chicks dig scars. You know, she, she likes it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say she liked the whole process. Right, I mean, right, there's no. a good story behind it. Have you been approached at all, like, by strangers being, like... About... The scar? Yes. yes. Because, That's a I good mean, story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, actually, the, the first time I heard somebody, you know, heard about, you know, being Anakin Where, Skywalker, guess, was, <laughs> there was, like, a, a, a nine-year-old girl who saw me and goes, Mom, it's Darth Vader. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you know, and it's like... Okay. I'm right here. Okay. I'm, I'm right here, little girl. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. right here, and if you weren't so cute, I might actually be mad. I might force <laughs> <But> choke you. <laughs> yeah, I might force choke you. But it, it was like, okay. People, you know, but I, like I said, I look at everything with humor. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to. Sure. I can't, you can't take something like this. When you're like faced this, with this. When yeah. you're faced with it, you have a choice to take things over seriously and be scared or face it with humor and take it. Like it is. It's sure. Is it a challenge? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely going to be. It's a challenge. Sure. Which is why you know my my thing was like Sean's surgery adventure. Right. Here's, it was called Sean's. There was a Facebook message. Sean's surgery adventure. That was right. you know yeah. Because really, that's how I looked. I was like, this is an adventure, and you know, hmm. what am I going to learn through this? It wasn't what I'm going through. It's yeah. what am I going to learn through this whole entire through adventure. this whole process. And and how is that different? Well, I guess, I guess go ahead. Oh, yeah. So. And I'm one of those people. I believe God heals today. Sure. You know, I believe that, you know, in miraculous healings, I've seen some crazy, crazy things. You know, whenever I was younger, probably 20-ish years ago, I saw, you know, a six-year-old boy raised from the dead. Sure. You know, I saw him get hit by a car. I saw him dead on the road. I saw him get, you know, carried into a church, because it was a church, get carried into a church van, you know, by... Three or, three or four nurses who went to the church, you know, and, I, and they said that he was dead there. They, they could feel his back right. where it was broken. You know, they, they took him to Uniontown Hospital. They said about a block before the hospital, because the rest of the church went back into the church and just started yeah. praying. About a block before the hospital, he coughed. He started crying. He, you know, a whole bunch yeah, of water yeah. came out of his lungs. They floored it to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Went in there. The doctor didn't believe him. Believe them that he was hit by a car. They thought maybe he just fell down and scraped his knee. Right. And then the next Sunday, he's walking in the church holding balloons, and he had run of the place. Okay. Yeah. Sure. As somebody who's seen that, you know, God can heal now. Sure. Right now. So what? What's the difference between and, and like you had your outlook adventure? Like what am I going to learn from this? Even though I mean, there's but adventure. Um, what you know? What do you say to the people and and to the people who are overcome with, uh, you know, what was me? I can't catch a break. And and, and it's natural feelings. You right. know, like those are natural feelings that people can have when you're faced with news like that. Um, but how would you help? I guess those people. You hey, know, you know, maybe before we ahead. jump, yeah, sure, quite sure, into sure. that, I want to know. I'm kind of curious personally, like, 
seems like you had a great attitude and I'm not even saying that like you had a perfect attitude the whole way through, but you at least did your best. That's hard, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you think that changed maybe the out the outcome for you? Do you think it had any effect other than just your mood? No, absolutely. I think I think attitude had probably more to do with it than yeah. I, I, I okay. I want I want to make an overreaching statement, and it's going to be <laughs> sure. It's going to be more than what it, the reality is. Sure. I think my attitude had more to do with it than the surgeon. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, he 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 did all the work. He did the hard work. I just did the hard, you know, the hard part of the attitude. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, I'm going into this. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm. This is a challenge. This is, good. but uh, there's there's a lesson to be learned, and which which actually brings me to one of my next sure. points was, you know, so w- whenever I started praying, everybody else is praying for me to be oh, healed, yeah. and my prayer was literally, Lord. I know you're going to heal me, whether you do it right now miraculously or you, you, or you use the hands of a highly skilled surgeon. Sure. You do whichever is going to bring you the most glory. Right, right. That was my prayer. It's like, I don't care how you do it. I know you're going to do it. Sure. Pick the way that will be the one that glorifies you the most. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he picked. Right, and right. I'm okay with that. What was the, uh, I, I guess, what was the outcome that you, that you, you know, if you can explain, you know, what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, what did you see? So, through, yeah. What? So after the surgery, after most of the healing was done, you know, you know, okay, I'm, I'm starting to recover. I can see again, you know, I was like, okay. So my prayer changed to, okay, Lord, why did you pick this way instead of the other way? Yeah. You know, the other way would have been much easier on me. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't have had to go through the surgery. I sure. wouldn't have had to go through as much pain. And I could say, I could say that there's, you know, medical evidence that this tumor was there and it was gone, yeah, yeah. you know, and the surgeon didn't have to do anything. And the Lord answered that. Okay. Cause that's a hard sure. question. Definitely. He gave me a simple answer said, cause you, you asked me a long time ago if you could see people through my eyes, but you know, then I realized, okay, he wasn't talking about me seeing people through his eyes. Sure. It was me seeing everything through his eyes, which sounds like kind of the goodness of, yeah, yeah. Okay. And okay. (laughs) I'm going to get a little bit theological here. So, so bear with me, you know, in the Bible there, there, there's a word that's translated as re as repent in the new Testament. And the word is actually metanoia, which literally translated means changing of the mind. But there's actually a deeper definition to it, which isn't just changing of the mind. It's changing of your perception. Mm. So changing your cognitive perception, see, sure. changing how you actually see things, how you see the world. It makes it easier to change your mind if you can change your perception. I don't think you can do one without the other. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or you actually have, be. Yeah, because when, when your perception changes, your mind has to change. Yeah. And until you change your perception, I don't think your mind can change. Right. You're just constantly fighting in against circle, something you don't in necessarily... In this vicious cycle. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and a long time ago, it's like I, I started looking at people and going, I need to see the gold that's in them. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what they are. Yeah. I don't care yeah. what they've done. I don't care where they've been. I don't, I don't care. Before all this. Yeah, yeah. before all this. This is for years. You wanted to see all the the I want to see the gold within them, get rid of all the crap that is around them, and get to the heart of the matter. What what does God see in them? Yeah, yeah. Why are they here? How can I help them fulfill that purpose in their life? 
Have I always been really good at that? No. Mm-hmm. I think everybody can. Yeah, I mean. Right. <laughs> but you're not alone in that. Yeah, right. I mean, we, right. we try. Right. But at we the same try. time, you know, sometimes. Yeah, sure. But with, with this, it was like, okay, through this process, it's, <coughs> it's time to go from, you know, seeing everything through the eyes of, of the way, and, and this is all taken care of in like the, these Ted Decker books. Too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. Like, so there's like a, there's like a foundation laid by Ted Decker. Then I sure. just ran from there. Yeah. But reading the book helped you set right. up for Read, well, listening it to the book. It definitely gave me, it set me up. Uh-huh. You know, it set me up with a really good solid foundation because I don't think if, if I had, if I had not finished that book two days before. Yeah. I probably would have lost my mind. Yeah. But I finished it and it was fresh. Mm-hmm. And the time, you know, the timing of Ted releasing that book a week before I, you know, like a week before, because I, I finished it that in a week. Yeah. Two days later, found out about this. Right. Had that not been perfectly timed, I don't, I don't know how I would have handled it. Right. You don't know if that reaction would have been the same. Right. If your, if your reaction to the news would have been the same. So going through this, even from, okay, here's, here's the surgeon I'm going to have. This is all things that are starting to change my perception of things. Everything was perfectly timed so that a certain set of circumstances happened at, at the right time. Yeah. So that the surgery happened, you know, the healing happened when it happened. You finished you know, the book on the same day. You right. got all the, everything's lining up in everything's the sense lining that, up right. so that I can go through this with confidence. Sure. You know, and and one of the things that you know has been getting drilled home to me yeah you know with this whole there's no fear in love sure <laughs> is that challenges are not there to tear you down the enemy might mean to tear you down sure sure that might be the, yeah that might be his goal yeah but you know with when you when you don't have fear cuz the opposite of faith is is not doubt the opposite yeah. of faith is fear you know, it's like faith, faith, faith says, I believe what God says. Fear says, I don't believe what God says. It's not doubting what, you know, it's not doubt. It's not saying, I don't know if God will do this. It's saying, I know God said it. I don't care. How important is it to have that, um, you know, that, I guess, to not have that fear? I guess, how, how critical was that for you to not, you know, to go through this and tackle it, at, you know, head on and not have that fear? Um, it was very important. And, yeah, and yeah. if you look at the first post I put on Sean's surgery adventure, hmm. it was like, here's what's going on. Pray for me. Do not pray in fear. Yeah. If you're going to pray in fear, don't pray. Yeah, yeah. I literally said, sure. if, if, if you're going to be praying because you're afraid for me, don't. Yeah. I want you, you know, sure. if I'm not afraid, I don't want you to be afraid. Right. I want you to have the same confidence that I have in this. Don't be afraid. Right. Praying confidence. You know, because I don't want your doubt. I don't want your fear. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, because I'm not. Sure. I'm not doubting. I'm not afraid. So don't be. And, you know, and from that, it's like, okay, all, all, all the people that are surrounding me. Sure. Are like, you know, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, my, and do I have concerns? Yes. Sure. It's natural. Yeah, it's natural. Am right. I going to be perfect in this, you know, not being afraid thing? No. Right, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm still human, I think. Sure. You know? <laughs> I think so. Uh, it wasn't exactly, you know, it's a cyborg or anything. Right, you know? right. right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, there's, there's no metal in my head now. I mean, they got rid of all that with the staples. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, but, but, it, but that's not, even though you're coming at it and attacking it with a ton of confidence, it's still natural. It, it's still a natural, right. yeah. 
I think, and I actually think the worst part of it was the month of waiting between finding out that yeah. I, when I was going to have the surgery and having the surgery. That was terrible. Well, you were having some more pain at that point too. I mean, I remember there was one day well, that they didn't yeah. want they didn't want me driving. Yeah, because they were afraid of if if because though it wasn't a seizure, they yeah. didn't find that out until later. You know, it was just the tumor putting pressure on my brain. Right, but and uh, you were getting more pressure yeah. as it as well, you yeah, kept it was up growing. to the it's growing sure. slowly. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's still can, growing. could you feel that? No. Yeah, there's no. no. But I, I mean, I, there's I no nerve endings in your brain to feel that kind of a right. thing. Right. It was just. It was just. I mean, you know, I specifically remember one time, you know, when we were at worship and, and, you know, you were just in in trouble in the sense that like, just going, you just had pain and it was maybe a week before your surgery, roughly. Yeah. So it was like maybe like June 17th around that, around that time, that Sunday before or something. And I just, it was just, um, I could just tell you were struggling, you know? Yeah. Well, that might've been the, yeah, this is it. Yeah. This, this I mean, is the, was, this is the week. Yeah, it, you know, but, and, but, but at the same time, I mean, you, there was some pain there too. You know, I mean, you could tell yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it might have been emotional more than physical. I don't. I don't. Both, yeah. Because I don't it's remember natural. that. Because I don't remember that at all. Sure. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but yeah, it's as it got closer, it actually got easier, and then yeah, you know, going in there that day, or actually, I went in on Friday because, you know, you know, I'm diabetic and my diabetes had gotten way out of control and they did not they did not want to do the operation if my blood sugars were high so they actually you know I was going to have surgery on Monday mm -hmm. so they actually admitted me on a Friday so they could have round o'clock monitoring oh. of the blood sugar so they could get it down and get it controlled so that was fine they got they got that down and you know that Monday you know they put me under I, I don't remember what time you know but and I and I guess like for for some um, I was gonna say perception, but I think it's the wrong word. But just for um, just to kind of like what was it a fourteen hour surgery? Fourteen hours. Right? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. So and, and that was I mean, the best night's sleep I had in a really long time. <laughs> oh, but I think like <laughs> I remember um, you know my wife and I like we we were just. Um, you know, thinking about you thinking, but we thought about Jen more. I mean, we were thinking about you, but you were in good hands. So we were That's thinking okay. about I was Jen thinking and, about Jen more than me yeah. too. So. Yeah. But no, but, but that was, you know, like just the whole day, you know, just, you know, just concerned and see how everything, just how, I mean, we knew it was going to be fine, but just how, how yeah. everything, just the updates and everything, but yeah, yeah. Four, 14 hours to go through the whole, the whole surgery, but go on. Yeah. It's amazing how like through that process, you know, people just you know stepping up and and helping out with my kids and and you know one of my one of my oldest friends in the world Susie she she came down from you know she she lives in Indiana she came down so that she could watch the kids for a while so she could spend some time with Jen keep Jen distracted mm -hmm. you know while I was in surgery you know you know another friend of mine that Tracy who was friends with me and Susie back when we were kids you know, she came down and, and spent a day with us. Right. You know, and we had, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, mm -hmm. a few people just, just coming through. And I know everybody like at church and at home was praying, but there were so many people stepping up and, you know, making sure my kids were, you know, still able to go out and do things. Sure. And, and including <laughs> eat, you know. Because you only had, what, six kids in one car. Six kids. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. Yeah, one car because I couldn't drive, so we right because you couldn't drive. Yeah, yeah, we had we had our our monster van and could Josiah drive at that point? No, yeah, he didn't. No, yeah. 
you know, so it was, you know, me and me and my wife and she was driving our car back and forth to Pittsburgh. And, and, um, and I heard, you know, there were get-go gift cards for her to get back and forth yeah, to Pittsburgh, things yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, some of my high school friends got together, took a, wow. took a gathering, That's awesome. got a, a, a get-go gift card so she could get gas in the vehicle. Is that um, part of answering your prayers at that point oh, to yeah. see people, you know, to yeah. see, you know? Yeah, another, another one of my high school friends who, you know, and let's, okay, and this, this goes out to all you high school kids who might be listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> my friend Steve... I didn't like him in high school. He didn't like me in high school. And it wasn't that we didn't really, we really didn't like each other. It's yeah. like we weren't in each other's circles. We weren't in yeah, each other's yeah. world. He's not somebody that I would have considered anything. Yeah. And over the last few years after our class reunions, it's like he's now one of my best friends. Sure. Wow. And, you know. Yeah, you just don't know. Yeah, you, you never know. And it's like, okay, you're a kid now. You're going yeah, to grow yeah. up. So is that person across the hallway that you can't stand. And the odds are really good because you can't stand each other now that you actually have a lot in common and what you don't like about them is what you see in yourself. So <laughs> I like that. So now that we're older, we, we can look at each other and go, man, yeah, we don't agree on, you know, quite a few things, yeah, but yeah. you know what, man, I really like you. Right. You right. Know? You know, and he's now one of my best friends and he actually sent a, sure. a, a nice, nice yeah. amount of money just so my my wife could get food yeah yeah you know and it's like you these people didn't have to do that yeah right it was just they're not local they love me they did what they could from where they were at rise wrestling too oh that was yeah you went to a show was that the show right be, that was yeah, the show that right was before the, that the was the show right before the surgery the week, yeah or the, the weekend two, before yeah, you it was went either in. the weekend before the two or two weekends yeah. before a wrestling a local wrestling promotion yeah, local wrestling yeah. promotion where you know I'm I'm a big time pro wrestling fan, um, especially the independents. Yeah, yeah. You know, go see a show; they're awesome. Sure. Um, but yeah, they, they. I told my friends about it who who owned the who owned that company. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Hey, can you come to the show? We'll we'll pay for you. We'll we'll pay for you to bring as many people as you want. Just yeah, tell yeah. us how many. Wow. And is it okay if we we announce this? Yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever. Sure, sure. And. You know, they actually at the end of the show brought me up in, into the ring, brought all the wrestlers out, oh, wow. gave me a really whole cool. bunch of shirts, and talked about it, and and allowed me to tell the crowd what was going on. That's also on Sean's and, surgery adventure. Yeah, yeah. And then That's pretty one, awesome. of, one of their wrestlers is a pastor, so they had him. You know, Rev, Reverend Ron Hunt. <laughs> Ron, I love you. If you hear this, I love you, man. But. You know, he prayed for me with all the wrestlers. So sure. it's like all these wrestlers getting, you know, getting in the ring, all of them laying yeah, hands yeah. on me, you know, right after a wrestling show. And it's like, yeah, you guys are all sweaty. <laughs> I don't care. Because, mm -hmm. you know, because these, these guys have all become my friends over sure, the years. Sure. And it's, you know, and every single one of them has still reached out to me. They still yeah. ask me how I'm doing. <clears throat> and it's like, okay, it's been a few months since I've been to a show. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I can't wait to get back there on, on November 11th. Right. Just, just so I can see them again. And, you know, it's like, okay, you know, let, let me see your scars because here's mine. I believe the episode <laughs> drops that next Monday. So that's, yeah. Yeah. But go on. I'm sorry. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> and it... I just can't wait to get back there to see them because sure, sure. they've really they've really stepped up and supported me, and the other the other group that has go, who went way above and beyond anything I was ever expecting was the company I work for. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because they found out that this was going to happen. It's like okay, 
take all the time you need. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but I'm, I need to take eight weeks of work sure, off sure. after the surgery. That's not me surgery, saying, your face, that's, yeah. that's not me saying I want to take eight, eight weeks off. That's me, the doctors telling me I'm taking eight weeks off. Yeah, right. They're like, take as much time this as you need. This isn't an outpatient procedure. Right. You know? like, take yeah. as much time as you need. Your job is here when you get back. And, you know, and they supported me more than they needed to. Sure, sure. And, you know, I can't even... That's ima- awesome. I can't even ex- express you know, how much support I got from them. Right. And companies don't have to. And do they that. don't yeah. have to. Yeah. Right. You know, they, they didn't have to do what they did, but they really stepped up and I wish I could go into the details, but I can't. Sure. Sure. Uh, Cause the details are even more awesome than me saying they were awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's for enough. our other podcast. No. Yeah. <laughs> If you the, if dark, you, the if, dark web podcast, if you could find it, if you pay nine ninety nine for the Dream Lab podcast, oh we'll give you all the details. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll have Sean on to give you all the details. No. Um, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> Dream Lab podcast extra. No. Yeah, but and that's another one of those things where it really takes you from like because really the only thing I was scared of as soon whenever I found out yeah was okay I have to take eight weeks off of work. I'm not going to get paid for eight weeks. Sure, sure. You know, I'm not going to... Being a to, provider, you know, being, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the primary provider mm-hmm. for my family. How am I going to provide for my family? Yeah. And everything was taken care of. I was, you know, and when my company stepped up and helped, you know, they it took so many, so much of the weight off of me sure. that it was like, okay, here's the thing that is weighing on me. You know, you know, it's like God knew that that was the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the surgery, whatever. You know, but this thing was weighing on me. Does that go back to that confidence that um, everything did work out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that goes back to the confidence that you had that everything was going to work out. That even in a worry, it still did work out because you knew it was going to work out, even if you right. did have. Right. Uh, you know, well, worry because it's natural. That might have been the weight, sure, but the weight didn't become worry. I wasn't sure. worried about it. Totally, I was. It was a, more of a concern. You know, yeah. wasn't. It didn't go to the point of like, oh my god, how am I going to do this? Right, so right. Like, yeah. Okay, how how are you going to do this? Because sure, I'm I'm out. I'm out of suggestions. I don't I don't got anything. Yeah, you know. And then sure enough, your company I, steps up right. and like, and it, it goes back to one of the one of those things like, you know. I've very rarely ever gone without a job for yeah. for any period of time. It's like, you know, one of one of the places I was laid off on a on a Thursday. You know, and as I was leaving, I'm like, you know, because I went in, I, I had a job that morning. I, I yeah. left at 10 a.m. because they were letting me go that day. I went around to everybody. Said, "Don't worry about me. I'll have a job within a week." Sure. You know, I started my next job the next Thursday. Right. Like. Which- did I have an interview at that point? No, but I had an interview lined up for you know like that that sure. day I had one lined up for Monday, which actually was a couple weeks later that I got that job. Right. But it was like so. so um, if if you can if you can go back a little bit, just um, you had a 14-hour surgery. Can you take? Can you take us through just kind of um, the recovery? I mean, because you, you were in ICU for a while, a little bit, um, and just what that was like because you have confidence going in. Um, and everything was fine, you know, best heard, but, but at the same time, like there's still that recovery and there's still that going through things that you weren't able to do before, uh, whenever you were hundred percent healthy. Um, you know, what, I guess, can you take me through what the recovery, you know, ICU out home and throughout just the whole process was, um, you know, whenever, you know, there are things that, that maybe you couldn't do before that you had to work up to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whenever I was in ICU, um, they didn't want me 
standing without help. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, okay. No matter when you go to a hospital, apparently they don't want you getting out of the bed on your sure out of your own at all. Especially and after, especially after a brain surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get out of this bed at all. You will get help. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so imagine, you know, I'm, I'm laying in the bed and okay. I, you just want to get up. Well, you know, I like want to get up, but you know, okay. I got to pee. Yeah, sure. I got to go to the bathroom. Okay. So I got to call a nurse and yeah, right. she needs to help me stand up and you, you can know, just do this regularly right, before, I, you know, yeah, yeah. You just do this regularly before. Oh, I, you know, having, having, trouble got it got to go yeah. in you know do, do all the stuff that i'm not going to go into detail of sure that's, that's also for the extra on the podcast because that's, that's just weird <laughs> I, i'm weird but i'm not going to try to weird you out and, uh, then you re- and then you realized hey i could get used to this and you turn into chris pratt from parks and rec uh, okay <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> but, but yeah i mean but you're yeah i mean doing doing normal everyday things that that you know yeah sure go well, on well the thing that 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 like, cause you know, they had to bring in, you know, the occupational therapist, sure, the physical sure. therapist, relearning different things. Well, it's just, okay. They, do you want to go for a walk today? Sure. Okay. We'll help you get out of bed. Yeah. Okay. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. You know, then, you know, I'm being led around the hospital, you know, with somebody, you know, beside me and yeah, yeah. they're like, you're walking really well. I was like, why wouldn't I be? Sure. Sure. Like, are you ready to tackle steps? No. Yeah. Okay. Maybe tomorrow. Right. But it's like, how are you not wibbly wobbly? Are you, are you okay? I was like, right, yeah, I'm right. fine. You know, and next day it's like, okay, let's walk around again. You ready to tackle steps? Sure. Let's try a couple. Right. Right. Just that natural progression. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, I know I can walk. So that means I know I can do steps. Yeah. It, could I do steps? I don't know, but I knew I could. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. What were, um, just the, the, the weeks after too, as you, um, cause I know, like I said, I, I just had a, a, a surgery where I was off for two weeks. It was nowhere near, it was outpatient, but at the same time, like there were times when I'd get frustrated that like, but like there were things that I could normally do. Um, what were the, the weeks afterwards, you know, whenever you got discharged and, um, you know, just kind of in, in that whole, and, and, um, what was, you know, everything you went through and, and even whenever you faced tough times, you know, your attitude and how every, just, just the whole, the whole gamut. Well, the hardest part for me was being home alone or even with everybody, you know, I'm, I'm up in my bedroom. Sure. Yeah. And everybody else is downstairs and it's like, okay, I, I I'm frustrated being alone. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I think the absolute worst part was not being able to drive. Yeah. Cause let's face it. I could barely open one eye and I couldn't open the other. No, you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw and it. it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I really want my eyes to open. Yeah. Cause the doctor said, whenever your eyes are open and you can see clearly, feel free to drive. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that was six weeks later. Yeah. Right. Wow. You know, and it's like, you know, definitely one eye closed for six weeks and the other one, you know what? Yeah. yeah the other one opened up after a few days, but sure. you know, the other one was solidly closed definitely. for six weeks. Definitely. And it, that, that was rough. Yeah. That was really rough. And, you know, having to have my wife drive me everywhere. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I couldn't, you know, like, yeah, I want to, I want, I just want to go to Gecko and get something totally. to drink. Yeah. Right. You know, okay. I can, can do this. You know, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can, I can see out of the one eye. Yeah. You're not driving, Sean. You have no depth perception. Sure. <laughs> sure. I do. It's yeah. Like, sure. I, I can see fine. Yeah. But can you see how far away that car is? No. Yeah. Could no, that it's would be small. bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, it's smaller right. than it should be. <laughs> How'd you handle that? Um, I, I, 
Yeah, I guess I'm just fortunate I have a really awesome wife. He's great. Yeah. Who would? You're awesome, Jen. Thank you. Who would just you know like if I asked, she would take me. If I didn't ask, she would get mad at me for not asking. You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, why aren't you asking for help? Well, because. That's, you know, that's you're called, busy. That's called out kicking your coverage. I did it too. That's the same. That's, I mean, yeah, right. No, yeah. it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. That's and some more dream loud podcast advice. Get, get an awesome wife. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. Um, actually the Bible says he who finds a wife ah, finds a good thing. I like it. You I know? like it. So good stuff. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. How did you just kind of, um, you know, how did you kind of manage those feelings? You know? When you were frustrating and, and when you were overcoming it too. Yeah, whenever, I, whenever I was frustrated, you know, that's usually whenever I would actually ask my wife for something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, Jen, could you bring me something to drink? I've been there. Just yeah, so you sure. can be up here so I can see somebody. Sure. You know, or... Is that know. the toughest part? I guess just kind of, you know, like Yeah, knowing that, like, yeah. Can I go walk around? Yes. Yeah. Can I go down those steps? Yes. Do I feel confident coming back up those steps? No. And the energy too. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, recovery is an energy energy yeah. siphon. It just takes away everything. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's I think it's when it's whenever there's something big. Sure. You know, and you know, and then I had to go back in for a second round of surgery to get rid of some some swelling. Well, that which was, was that, that was even after Yeah, that was even after. Fortunately yeah. they didn't have to go into the skull, they just had to go in and get some scar tissue out but i but i guess even and and i'd like to i'd love to go in you know go into that too at, at some but just um yeah just, i guess the the recovery in the sense that um you know everyone you know, everyone's you know you and you know your wife your kid you know they're hanging out downstairs and things like that and and, and i know that you know they're taking care of you too but i i guess um how to, if so, I guess if somebody else is going through something like yeah. that, you know, some kind of similar situation where, um, you know, they, they might be having a tough time in recovery or, or they, you know, just managing those feelings like going up and down the steps used to not be a problem for me. And now it takes all the energy in the world. I guess what, right. what would that, um, what would your advice to somebody just going through recovery and, and not being able to do the things that they used to do? Be patient. Yeah. Because you will recover. Yeah. It's, it's part of the process, and it's part of the the uh, recognizing <clears throat> your life. Yeah. You know, it's it's saying, okay, this is what I can do today. I will be able to, do to, to be able to do more tomorrow. Sure. But today is not tomorrow. I need to wait for tomorrow to do what I can do tomorrow. And sometimes that's frustrating because we want to do it now. It's not easy. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy. It's very hard. Yeah. But taking it at the time that it takes be do what you can when you can don't push it yeah because you know if i tried to go like that first day when they're like do you want to try steps and if i I thought i could do steps i would have said yes yeah yeah i didn't think i could do steps you're like because they said if, if you don't think you can do it don't yeah you know we'll try it tomorrow if you feel like you can Okay, I don't think I can do it today. Sure. But I'll take another lap around the hospital. Right, yeah. Are you yeah. sure? You're out. Yeah, I'll take you're another out. lap. Around the ho- yeah. yeah, I'm out and about. I'm actually seeing people. You know, and, and me, I'm walking around the hospital. They're leading me around because I can't see what I'm doing. Sure, sure. Or barely see what I'm doing. And, you know, the, the, the physical therapist that was walking me around almost ran into a cart, and I grabbed hold of her and was like, watch out for that cart. I can do this and better like, than you one, can. And I'm the one who can't see. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, okay, that becomes where, you know, where the sarcasm and the joking comes out. And yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's got to be one of those things. Everything, everything has to be looked at, you know, not as dire and, you know, not as doom and gloom. Sure, sure. It's not dire. You know, it's everything, everything, no matter how dark it is, can be looked at with humor. And, you know, I actually proposed to my, my number two son, who is probably the most sarcastic person I've ever met. Um, like one, one day coming back from Chicago, so I was working in Chicago yeah, yeah. one weekend and, you know, and I was on one of those sarcastic roles that weekend. Sure, right. You're just, so everything's on, just flowing. I'm on my way back and I'm proposing to, to Brayden that it's like, man, me and you need to write a book, you know, <laughs> called Sarcasm as, as a Coping Mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It, it was a, it was a really hard work weekend there and it's like okay sure. sarcasm was flying yeah yeah and it's like it was helping me get through the the crazy weekend you know so yeah it was like yeah sarcasm is a coping mechanism <laughs> now you, it's like it's how i live life it's like okay sure. I, this is a challenge i'm going to cope but i'm going to do it with humor and if possible with a ton of sarcasm i'll write the foreword um, <laughs> you, um, <laughs> you had um a, a ton of staples. How, how many were there? 64? Over 60. Said, yeah, more than 60 staples um, in your head. Uh, I, I know that they were bugging you at one point. I know that, you know, there's all that. Um, can you, can you, t- and, and, you know, whenever you had them, I remember whenever you had them taken out, it was the best time, you know, whenever. Um, can you, can you tell the story about um, when you met somebody at get-go? It, you were just at get-go <laughs> at the gas station. Yeah. Me, um, me it's, and, a, it's a great story. Yeah. Me and Jen were at, at, at get-go. Just getting Just gas, one of those mornings, get, she was, sure. she took me so I could get something to drink and, yeah. you know, to get out and, there was an older gentleman there. Um, and he's the like, gas station. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you just had brain surgery, didn't you? Like, yeah, he goes... How can you tell? Yeah, how <laughs> yeah, can you right. tell? And he's like, well, you know, I got to tell you my story. And, and you're just at the gas station. And I'm just at the gas station. Right. And it turns out this guy um, used to be in construction yeah. when, when he was younger. And he had a ladder break on him. Jeez. And he fell off this ladder and fell f- head first from, you know... Yeah. A roof. Oh, geez. Onto a sidewalk. Wow. Yeah. And literally his brain was on the sidewalk. Wow. Yeah. His skull cracked the whole freaking way open. Wow. And his brain was out. Yeah. Yeah. They actually had to scoop his brain up off the Jeez. sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was still attached inside, but it was sure, out. Sure. Yeah. You know, so he went through a very similar surgery sure. as far as the, the incision and, yeah, yeah. and all that goes. He but, de- you know, and he definitely saw it. You know, he de- uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so here's this guy. We have something guy. in common here, yeah. Yeah, here's this guy, and he tells me about what he was going through. He prayed for me. You know, it's like, oh, wow. like you're going through all this. I went through, through yeah. something, you know, something like it. You know, I want to pray for you. I want to, I want to encourage you. You're going to be, you know. And it's like, okay, this is just some guy at Gecko that, you know, I never saw before. I'll probably never see again. But it was just. What about the timing of that? You could have, if you if you're there ten minutes later, you don't yeah. meet him. If you're there, and, ten, and you know. honestly, I think it was for Jen. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> sure. at that point in time, I was still in that. I w- it was almost like an. It was almost like a high. Yeah, yeah. Because I was out. <laughs> I sure. Was, I was out of the house. You were out. Yeah, it didn't you matter. Know, I, was, I was. Yeah, yeah. Was I driving? No, but I was out. Yeah, right. You know. You know, so, you know, him, him coming to me, I think was really good, really good for Jen. Sure. Sure. Cause she saw somebody who had gone through something probably far worse than what I went through. Yeah. Yeah. 
and here he was alive. Here he was, right? You know, he's you know, 20, 20, 25 years after his surgery. Yeah, yeah, and he was good, doing and well. he was fine. Does that kind of reaffirmed the scene. The you know, you you got to see the gold in everybody. You got yeah. to see the goodness, and, and everyone did that. Yeah. You know, and, that, was and, that another moment? Yeah, yeah and we so got many, to, and we actually got to feel the plate in his head. Because he, he's yeah, like, you yeah. got you to fill the plate. You got to feel, feel the plate. Feel it. It's like, okay, that's wild. I don't have a plate. You know, I could have. Yeah, but I didn't. sure, sure. You know, the second surgery could have ended up in a plate, but, you know. Thankfully not. Thankfully, thank, right. thank God, no. But yeah, they thought the, the, the second surgery, they, they thought I had an infection. Yeah, I, yeah. Can you go into? I, I guess, and, and I'll maybe lay a little bit, and you can go into okay. it. But um, this took. You had the surgery June twenty fourth. Um, went through a, a rather lengthy recovery. Um, you know, through July, through the whole thing. Um, and you were doing better in August. You know, you you got the staples out. You know, you're you're pretty. You know, you're pretty much back to normal. You're driving yeah. again. You were you driving at that point? Yeah, yeah you're driving. Um, but then you had some. You had a weekend where you had some pressure on your eye. Um, and then, so everything, I don't want to say like you, okay, I'm home free now. And then you have that, I guess, can you explain, just kind of go through, you know, what, yeah, what you went through there? Basically I, I started getting the second surgery. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a culmination of, of crazy eye moments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so on Memorial day, I woke up with the, uh, an abrasion on my cornea, you know, and went to the Renaissance festival that yeah. day, which was the last time I'd seen Lydia. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I couldn't open my eye again because right. it was so, so, you know, abrased. Yeah. That turned into an infection in my eye. And at the same time, my, the outside of my eye near, near the incision point, near where the surgery right properly happened. Yeah. You know, started to swell. And you had um, some pressure and some pain. I mean, I, oh, yeah, I saw was, you. There was you know, pressure. Yeah. There was lots of pain. Cause, yeah. I saw you. Know, you there then. was two different things going on. Right. You know, so what's going through your mind at that, at that time, you know, whenever, and you're, you're quote unquote home free, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you've been driving, you got the staples out. Yeah, I guess what's going through your mind at this point? This hurts yeah, a lot. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, I was like, okay. You did say that my, to us my, too. Yeah, my, my, uh, the abrasion was, was getting infected. Yeah. So, you know, went, to, went, to, went to my ophthalmologist, you know, and she, you know, a really good ophthalmologist, you know, she was, she's awesome. But, you know, she, so she got me on these, you know, really wicked, awesome, you know, fortified eye drops. Yeah. Yeah. You know, went to see her like three times that first week, you know, but my eye, the outside of my eye started getting swollen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay, am I You're allergic, am I allergic to these eye drops? Yeah. Mm. You know, so, you know, Some she's more like, questions she's and like whatnot, no, yeah. these, this is not an allergic reaction to this, these eye drops. You, sh you, you need to, to did she know what was, no. what was yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause it had nothing to do with my. The original, my eye. right, right. You know, so still on the same side, though. Right, but yeah, I, the right I side. I had an appointment. Had an appointment with um, my diabetes doctor. Okay, which happens to be at you know down the hill from Presby. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I went to see her, and she's like, "You need to go straight up to the ER because the only way you're going to get in to see Doctor Garner today is if you go to the ER." Yeah. Because I had an appointment, doctor. You know, because the, the earliest appointment was like the next Tuesday, and that was like a Thursday or a Friday. Yeah. And, you know, so I went into the ER, neurosurgeons came down, took a look at me, you know, so yeah, that was a Thursday. Sure. Friday they, they went in cause they, they thought it was an infection. Yeah. If it were infected, they were going to have to take, remove part of, part of the skull. Right. Oh which would have led to the plate. Yeah. You know, yeah. Which would have been led to me wearing a helmet and it not being fun. 
But what's turned, going through your mind through through all of this? Through you know, I, I, I guess I, I was yeah, actually far emotions? more worried about this surgery than I was the first one. Yeah, and yeah. this one they weren't going into the skull. Yeah, right. I was far more concerned about this and, one. And, and the other one they peeled back your face. This one you were more concerned about. Yeah, right. I, I guess I, how, how so? It was because I think it, it for the first one. I had time. Sure. Yeah, you're right. You know, which I hated the fact that I had to wait like four to six weeks, whatever it was from yeah. the time I found out to the actual surgery. I hated the wait. Right, right. But I had time. I had time to confront it. Definitely. This one was, oh, you're here on a Thursday. You're spending the night in the OR. Oh, yeah, by the way, in two hours, we're taking you down for surgery again. Right, right. And Jeez. fortunately for, for, for me, it was not infected. Yeah. It was just overactive scar tissue. Right, right. So scar tissue was just building up and making me look like Sloth from Goonies. It's like, you know, give me a Superman shirt. I know what I'm dressing up for is Halloween. Right, right. You know, for Halloween. And, were, there, were there any ways that as you were going through this and, and as you didn't have time, were there any ways that you you tried to pump the brakes on it too and tried to, or was it just kind of like, just kind of a, a whirlwind of, you know, emotions? Uh, I mean, it's... it's I, uh, yeah, I, I, I... That's a hard question yeah. to, to ask because, you know, I'm... I'm kind of stoic by nature. Yeah, yeah. You know, where I, I try not to be over emotional because sure, I sure. try to look at the world logically. logically. Yeah. You know, I'm a software engineer. I better be pretty logical. Right, yeah. right. But, <laughs> you know, the initial, I think there, there's that initial emotion, mm -hmm. you know, no yeah. matter what. Sure. That With anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm, I'm actually properly concerned Right now, I don't know what's happening. I yeah. don't know what's happening. I need, you know, where's my wife? Yeah, like, yeah. Because you know that 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 morning she hadn't gotten to the hospital yet. Whenever they told me, right. You know, so she's driving to Pittsburgh from from Westmoreland County at eight o'clock in the morning. That's yeah. That's that's which about if, an hour if, drive, a little bit if more. If you live in Pittsburgh, you know that Squirrel Hill Tunnels is going to kill you on that it's one. Terrible. Yeah. And it was a bad traffic day. Yeah. So, you know. I'm trying to get hold of her to tell her that, yeah, they're taking me into surgery. Right, right. And a lot of I, lo I love my wife. She doesn't love her phone to be anywhere near where she can. So I'm leaving her messages. Sure, sure. You know, so she gets to the hospital to find out I'm in surgery again. Yeah, right. You know, because she finds, well, she gets to the hospital, finally checks her messages, finds out I'm in, going into surgery, mm -hmm. which by the time she got there, I was already in surgery. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was a quick one. It was only right. like two hours of surgery. It was like a week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was only two hours. And only two hours. Yeah. You know, stayed in the hospital till, till Monday instead of, you know, for a right. whole week. Right. So it, I, I was, I was okay. What was that one? Yeah. They just removed some scar tissue. Yeah. Is they just right? removed some scar tissue. Was that a little more reassuring that like, okay, all they have to do is remove some scar rather than, I, I well, guess how reassuring was that? They didn't know that? that's what they had to do. Right. I found but, that's what they did. Right. But once, <laughs> once that kind of came out, you know, yeah. like, I guess how reassuring was that? Yeah, it was like, okay, finding out it was not an infection was big. Sure, yeah. Because that, that was kind of one of those life-changing moments. Yeah. It's like, okay, if this is an infection, your life is going to change. How so? Well, because of where the location was, mm -hmm. it's right by the temple. Yeah. So all of a sudden, a, a weak area of the head becomes that much weaker because... They're, you know, yeah. And yeah. it's going to require more surgeries. Yeah, yeah. Because you know they they don't have plates on hand to just tack onto you. Sure, sure. You know they actually have to kind of take a mold and make yeah. sure the plate is the right plate. Yeah, yeah. You know, so oh yeah, you're, we're going to do this surgery now. 
we're going to staple you back up, sure, come definitely. back in six weeks and go through it all again. Yeah. You know, and get your plate in and, oh yeah. And by the way, you know, you're going to go six weeks without anything yeah. there. So here's your helmet. Sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully you know, yeah. it was just scar tissue and you know, there's still a little bit there. It's still a little bit puffy, but I know what it is. So, yeah. Right. You know, I'm not concerned about it. The doctors aren't concerned about it. And, um, I do have it under, under good, good authority though. If I can get four more MRIs before the end of the year, I, I will have superpowers. <laughs> I thought you were going to say if I can get four more, like you were going to get a fifth three or something. No, no, no. Like no, no. Does it like I've already had six MRIs this year. So is there, a punch? there should be a punch card or something. <laughs> I know, for real. Or like a plaque that goes yeah, on the wall they, or something They need like to give that. me a discount rate. Yeah, right. <laughs> for real. Dude, what what an insane story. I, I think in maybe finishing up, um, okay. but just in talking. If, I, yeah, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I guess my only thing, like I'd like to... Um, for anybody, what do you say to, to anybody else going through? Oh, that's through? what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, is that what? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess because I, I know, well, not personally, and but not only, pers- somebody that I personally know has sure. a close friend that is gonna be facing brain surgery. Yeah, I mean, very you're soon. facing, you're facing brain surgery. You're facing cancer. You're facing. You name it, any kind of situation that um, is very go go ahead. I'm, I just jumped in. It's no, like, that's go, good. I like yeah. the back back and play it back and forth. Sorry, but to, sorry, to, sorry to steal. You know, I'm that guy. Go ahead. And, I, and there was the whole episode was really encouraging. That's been and, fantastic. Yeah, and some great <laughs> advice. But if you could maybe summarize, like you know, above all else, like what can you hold on to that like helps you get through? that type of a thing whenever you're 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 staring down the face of I, I think uncertainty. The, the last word is gonna be the same as the first. Don't be afraid. Yeah. <clears throat> don't just don't be afraid. What what do you do it if may what do you do if maybe um maybe you you don't have as much faith, you know, like that sort of thing. Like maybe you're not tied. You, you might not, um, you know, maybe you, you don't go to church. You don't, you know, that sort of thing. Um, what do you say to somebody? Um, you know, you, what do you say to someone who is facing that? Um, but you know, maybe they don't go to church. Maybe they don't believe in God. Maybe they, I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, well, it's just a re, you know, I think the advice is still the same. Sure. Sure. It, it may not be that because you belong to God, God is love. Sure. There's no fear in love. Yeah. I think the key is don't be afraid. Be, be, be confident in where you're at. Even if, you know, even if it's in a, a state of weakness. Yeah. You know, one of, one of my favorite sayings, which is, which is one of mine, you know, and I don't even, you know, nobody else quoted this. This is me. I'm not quoting anybody but yeah, myself. Yeah. Was there strength in vulnerability? You know, in your vulnerability is where you're strong. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going through this stuff. I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to talk about it. You're going to come out. And I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to be open with it. I'm yeah. going to let it be out there. Nobody's going to be able to say that, you know, I didn't know Sean was having surgery. Definitely. Everybody knew Sean was having surgery. Everybody, yeah. Like, okay, this is what Very I'm going through. It, yeah. Here's where I need help. You know, here, here's where I am weak. Can you help me help me be strong there? Right. You know, and then there was those times where it's like I just forgot to ask my wife for help because sure. we all do you know, it. Like you said, we all do. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll kick I'll your, coverage. your coverage. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the. But that's the primary thing, and the other one is, no matter what, find the humor in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I think that's 
more than anything that that overcomes so much yeah and because it def- it deflates the pressure yeah you know it's it's your pressure valve yeah okay yeah I have this thing growing in my head I have a golf ball in my head wrapped around my optic nerve yeah. and my carotid artery how can I find humor in that oh yeah right. for me it's not hard you know, for me, it's not hard. I pulled, I, I pulled the brain tumor card on so many people. They were getting mad at me. I oh, think you, like, <laughs> but you can, but you, you know, you, you can. Yeah, sure. Right. I have totally. a brain tumor. What's your excuse? Sure. You sure. Know? <laughs> you know, and you know, they're like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't pull that card. on I me. Mean, it's like, you set, you, yeah, it. Yeah, totally. you set yourself up for Absolutely. it. You set yourself up for it. I had to. You know, but the whole time it's like, okay, I'm going to make this funny. Yeah, sure. I'm going. You kind of. Yeah. I'm going to look at this through through a, a lens of humor, no matter what, because if I don't, that's when I'm going to cry. That's when I'm going to break down. Sure. And I can't let myself do that. And it's not about not feeling the emotion. Yeah, yeah. It's about like, okay, what is the emotion telling me? Yeah. What truth do I know? Is it backing up? If I'm afraid, it's not t- it's not backing up a truth. It's backing up a f- it's some it's backing up a lie. But if I can look at it in humor and not have fear, sure, then you know the humor in it tells me that what where I'm standing is is on some solid truth. Is is being not afraid easier said than done for anybody? Heck yeah. You know yeah. Yeah, because <clears throat> you know going through this, it's like okay. You're confronted with a life-changing thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, no matter no matter if it goes good, it's life-changing. If it goes bad, it's life-changing. Yeah. If it goes somewhere down the middle, part of you. your life has changed. Yeah. No matter what, your life has changed. It's yeah. part of you and it's part like, of your story, yeah. You know, one of the things that I miss doing that I can't do right now, and I will probably never be able to do in my life, is I can't facepalm. Because there's so many times where if I'm looking at, looking at something and going, that is ridiculous. I want to... F- Slap my for you know my you palm up against my face. It, well, I can do it really lightly. Oh, yeah. if I do it hard, it hurts. Oh, so I'm not going to do it. I so know, one yeah. of the things I do to you know the person who's doing the thing that deserves sure, me face palming. Face palm, yeah. I have them face palm themselves for me. Huh. That's yeah. That is that's actually pretty, so much more relieving than face palming myself. That probably yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start it's having like, kids. Like, do, do me a favor. Could you? It's like, could you face palm yourself? No, no. Do me a favor. Could you take your hand, turn it, turn your palm up toward you, and 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 you know, with a fair amount of force, plow that into your forehead? I can't do it. I had a brain tumor. Right. Because I can't do it. Can you do it for me? You know. And usually it gets a good laugh, and then they do it. You know, so it's like, okay, now but I feel, you can do that. Now I feel better. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's um, so awesome. You said you had a life-changing event. Obviously, a, a, a fourteen-hour surgery, a sixty-some-odd staples. You know, a, a life-changing event. Um, did you find? But you were looking for truth before that. Yeah. Um, you were looking for, you know, um, you were looking to find. And this was even before you had the surgery. Uh, you were looking to find the good in everyone, the gold in everybody, uh, and you wanted to find that even before you found the surgery. What did you find in that regard? Um, you know, and and but I mean, you were looking for it. What did you find? Um, what can you say just about looking for truth in in that sense? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, I wasn't looking big enough. Okay. You know, I was... You mean when you were looking beforehand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I'm looking for to find the good things in people, but what about the good things all around? 
What yeah. about anything? Sure. You know, and being it's, able it, to facepalm. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. Something simple like that. You know, yeah. it's like I had to come up with a coping mechanism. So please facepalm yourself. Facepalm themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, facepalm yourself for me. But yeah, um, looking for good in everyone yeah. and, and even your, everything around you. Yeah, sure. Right. And it's, you know, and I use the word recognize before. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you might say it faster and under normal conversations, recognize. Oh. But, oh, you know, yeah. It's recognizing. It's re. Re- resetting how you're cognizing mm. the world. Yeah, yeah. Your cognitive perception. You know, so, you know, when you recognize, it's like, okay, I'm seeing the world a certain way. Is that the way the world really is? Yeah, is my is, perception is, is of the that, world what is I'm Is that seeing? what's really going on? Yeah. And realizing that, okay, as, as you reset, that the world is so much bigger than what you can even possibly imagine. Sure. You know, and, and I think that is the big thing. It's like, okay, you know, you know, where's the hand of God in all things? Yeah. You know, because, you know, one, one of my, you know, new favorite quotes is, you know, in Christie is all, in Christie is in all. Right. Yeah. Or in, it's the other way around. In Christie is in all, in Christie is all, which is Christ is in all, Christ is all. Right. You know, and realizing, okay, in everything... In everything, God is there. Sure. You know, so in, in, in chaos and terror and all these things, where is God in this? Yeah. And in the middle of it, it can be hard to see. Yeah, right. But why is this happening to me? Why there's is this the why. Happening? Sure. Yeah, there's definitely. the why. Yeah. And, and, if, you're at, and if yeah. you're asking the why out of fear, if you're asking the why, for any other reason other than to, you actually want to know why? Yeah. Then you're not asking the question why. Because yeah. when, you, when you say, why is this happening? I want to know why it's happening. Right. Not why yeah. out of fear. Yeah, you want why, to know why it's happening. Yeah. Why am I sure. scared? Why is, why is all this crazy happening? Sure. No, it's like if I ask the question why, I really want to know why. Sure, sure. And I want to recognize why things are happening. Right. You know, can I answer that question? Uh, not all the time. Right. You know, why did this happen? This is why. Yeah. You know, this was the answer to my prayer. Right, right. Do, and that sounds weird. It sounds really weird. You know, sure. yeah, I, I prayed for something. The answer to your I got prayer a brain tumor. A brain why tumor. is that answer to my prayer? Because in through this, going through this process, that thing I prayed was answered. And answered in a way that had I not gone through this, would not have been as real. It might have been, you know, it's sort of like this. Um, you know, I have never met President Trump. Yeah, yeah. I know about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You know, I can tell you things about him. Yeah. But I've never met him. I don't know him. Sure. But whenever I tell you things about my wife, it's because I know her. Sure. I know her intimately. I know her as my wife. I know her as my friend. Right. I know her in a very real personal way. And that's like saying, okay, had I gone through something smaller, I would have known about what I'm, t- you know, but, yeah. but what I'm seeing now, what I'm, what I'm talking, I would have known about it, but I wouldn't know it. Yeah. And going through what I've gone through, it was an answer to the prayer because instead of knowing about having no fear and love, sure, I now know no fear and love. Because you went through it. Because I went through it. I had to go through this in order to say, okay, what is the worst possible thing that I could possibly think of in my life right now? 
oh yeah, major health crisis with, <laughs> with you know, sure, inadequate health insurance and yeah, yeah, and you know, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through this? Yeah, yeah. And being and going from that and going, okay, I can, I have a choice, I have a decision to make. Am I going to approach this in fear? or Am I going to approach this in faith? Sure. Because faith says love is going to handle this. Fear says. I can't handle this. Nothing yeah, can yeah, handle this. Definitely. But because I approach it in, from the perspective of love, it makes it really hard not to make that real and make it personal. Yeah. You know, cause now I can go, okay, no matter what I go through, no matter what challenges come at me, how can I be afraid? Yeah. Right. You how, can't, how? there's no way you can be how? afraid. I mean, there might be an instance of the emotion of fear, Sure. but it's not the prolonged fear that becomes terror. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, there's that instance. Okay. What am I going to do? Yeah. Right. Okay. And then you kind of hit the brakes and, and yeah, you hit the brakes and you can settle back and go, okay. Now what, what do I need to do? Right. Because it's not about reacting. It's about, you know, planning. It's about knowing it's about, you know, seeing what's going on around you so you can plan accordingly and, and do what you need to do so that you're not throwing yourself into the wolf den. Yeah. You know, you're, you're taking the path around the wolves so you can, you know, get to the polar bear on the other side. Cause you know, polar bears are cool. What, They'll still eat you, but they're cool. What do you say to the people? Um, you were looking for gold. You were looking for the good in people. Um, what do you say to someone who is searching for that, um, and you know, maybe there's the coworker that annoys them. Maybe there's the boss that annoys, you know, I mean, you're still looking for the good in people, but it's, it, we're humans, you know, like we say to the people, uh, you know, I, I guess, how do you look for the good in people? Um, you know, even, even that coworker or friend or whatever, you know, how, how do you, you know, how, how do you, how do you do that? Okay. This, this one's actually going to blow your mind. Okay. Okay. You have to find it in yourself first. Okay. Cause usually what you see in other people especially the things that annoy you yeah, yeah, are the things you see in yourself and you hate. But you need to realize that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, that you were made with a purpose, that you are not a mistake. There's nothing about you that is a mistake. Sure. And if you can believe that about yourself it becomes a lot easier to believe that about other people because they were also fearfully and wonderfully made. Sure. They also weren't a mistake. They were made intentionally the way they were for a reason. And when you get past that where it's like, okay, this thing really annoys me. Yeah, right. Because believe me, I'm still annoyed by people. People sure. still annoy me all the time. Yeah, no, but it's natural. It's getting past that and realizing, okay, why am I annoyed? It's probably because that's part of me that I can't stand. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, but when you start looking at things like that, okay, what is it about me that I'm, that I'm seeing reflected in them that's driving me crazy? Sure. Sure. Okay. That's something that, that says, okay, now I have something in me that I can work on that I can identify. And from that identification, you can then make a plan to deal with it. Sure. Huh. Spot on. That's great, man. This is unbelievable. I have nothing this to is, add. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I have nothing to add too, which is surprisingly. <laughs> no, this is fantastic. I, I, 
I, I'm speechless. Thank you so much. Um, Thanks for sharing about the journey. I yeah, really wasn't expecting all of that, but that was really cool to hear. The whole thing the insights was, that you grabbed from going through. No, it's it's incredible, and um, I, just, I, I the only thing that I I mean I just I just hope it helps somebody listening. You know, that's yeah. my only. Um, I'll go. I'll go one farther too. Sure, sure. I'll just say. We're if you, speechless. We, we got nothing here. If you know somebody personally that's going through yeah, or yeah. getting ready to face something and you hear this episode, go and share that. Send it send yeah. it to them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be immensely helpful. And, and, and that's all that we want to do anyway. Right. And it's somebody who, who went through it, went through, you know, it might not be the same situation that your friend, your family member, your loved one is going through, but it is a, it is a huge situation that can parallel to what your friend or family member is going to. Um, and there's so many any truths that were spoken um, that you can lean on throughout the throughout the whole episode. Yeah. Um, that you know the situations can can be the same. That yeah, I mean that that's all. Um, and Sean was fantastic and coming fantastic is an understatement, I think, and coming on and telling his story and, and everything. Um, that's our only goal of this yeah. is, to, is to come on and help. And um, Sean, you're you know I. I I got nothing. I, I <laughs> that's a rare. Well, yeah, like, thanks for being on, yeah, man. I left them speechless. Thank you, so, yeah. thank you so much. You left Ben and I. That's pretty I'm impressive of you to Dan. That's right. <laughs> yeah, just ask my wife. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and and all the listeners, they all know too. Oh yeah, They're like oh yeah, you talk too much, me. Yeah, uh, I try not to, but no, I, I appreciate it. that's that's amazing. Um, I've always loved your story before. Um, I think I love it even more now, but I've I've always loved it before, and I knew it was a great story. Um, and I, I just hope it helps, you know, so yeah, anybody yeah, listening, too. anyone who's going through uh, a situation like this, you know, share it with them, reach out to us, you know, we'll help you. We'll get you, you know, like, we'll, you know, we're, we're here to support where this isn't, absolutely. you know, that's all we're, we're here for. We're here to support, you know, whoever's going through this is dream loud, you know, mm-hmm. like we have, you have your dreams, we have ours and, and we're going to get through it together. Heck yeah. That's all I got. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in <laughs> yeah, thank to you. another episode. I uh, hope you've been encouraged as much as we have and gone on the journey with us. So we'll catch you next week for another episode. So until then, we hope we've encouraged you to live your dreams out loud. Have a good one.